Good uh, morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be back in the house of the Lord. And I think uh, God is really speaking us to us this morning because I think this is just point two to Isaac's message in relating to a relationship with uh, God. You know, how to be faithful to live that righteous life that he has called us to live. And I just think it's, a, it's amazing of uh, how God works. And this morning, I'd like to share a little bit on relationship. And uh, I called this one secondhand relationship. And I, I just found it, you know, kind of interesting because we as a general people in this, in this society today, many of us have Facebook. We, we, we can relate to that, right? Many of us have Facebook and I'm friends with so-and-so and this person is friends with so-and-so. So that may mean you may be friends with this person. You may know that person, right? We know how that works, right? This person pops up and you're like, you may know this person. And the only way you know a little bit about them is when you click on their profile, you read their name, who they are, where they may live, what their age is. So you kind of have this second-hand relationship with them. That's the only way you relate to them. It's kind of like if you mention my name to someone else that has no idea about me. All they know is my name, who I may be, and they have a slight idea of who I am. Second-hand information. And today I'm going to use uh, Pastor Isaac as a bit of an illustration to what the people of Israel had in their day. And uh, today's text will come from John chapter 17, verse, starting off at verse 20. And this is uh, just, it'll dive right in deep of what God desires with us. John chapter 17, starting off at verse 20. It says there, I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that he sent me and that the glory which you gave me, I give them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, and they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and loved them as you loved me. And that's as far as I'll read. And so here we see just how deep the Father wants to get with us. How connected. Let's, uh, let's just pray before we uh, continue. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. And Lord, we read your word and you, we know that you are the word and your word speaks to us. Your word is living. And Lord, as, as we uh, read and speak and hear of what you have to say to us this morning, Lord, help us to relate and understand and grab hold of what your desire is with us. And Lord, I just pray your blessing upon this place this morning. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. So here we see verse uh, 20 here. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be as one as you, Father, are in me. This is Jesus speaking. 
Jesus is speaking on his behalf to the Father, saying that they may be one with us as Jesus is one with the Father. How connected is that? When we think of how connected Jesus was to the Father, that's a tight-knit relationship. And that's what the Father desires from us. That we are related and knit together in Him the way Jesus was and had that same personal relationship with the Father. And I look at it this way. The Father does not desire second-hand relationship. Just like we don't we don't acquire second-hand gum. It's not pleasant. Things like that, second-hand is just not edible. Second-hand products are normally not they're not as healthy for you. You get shoes, they're sweaty. You can get to athlete's foot, they call it. It breaks you down. So here we see, I can talk about God all I want to a non-believer. They may think they know about God because they hear about God a lot if I talk about God all day long. But if this non-believer does not unite with the Father on their own personal standpoint, they do not know the Father. They have this second-hand relationship with the Father. They hear about Him, but they do not know Him. Let's jump back into Exodus chapter 20. Here we see, and this is where Pastor Isaac will kind of relate in, uh, in this standpoint. Exodus chapter 20, starting off at verse uh, 18. And here I find this very interesting because it almost seemed as the people did not want that one-on-one relationship with God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 18, says there, Now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. When the people saw it, they trembled and stood off afar, afar off. Then they said to Moses, You speak with us and we will hear, but but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. So here I I see this, kind of this picture, and, and we know how Moses, he went up Mount Sinai several times to talk with God, to bring back the Ten Commandments. He went to God, had a relationship with Him, talked with Him, came back to the people, brought the Word back to the people. But the people did not go in and talk with God one-on-one like Moses did. So here, 
Sometimes we, we have that same point of view. We want to stand far off. We want to come to church and we just want to hear the word, but we don't want to engage. We just, want, we just want to hear about God, but I don't want to talk to God myself. I want, I want to hear what you have to say. Pastor Isaac, what do you have to say about God? That's what I want to hear. That's what the Israelites were doing. They were going to Moses and say, go talk to God and then come bring back the word to us. Who's our Moses these days? Very often we look up to someone and, and we go to that person and we just want to hang out with them because they, they have this good personality, this sense, and sometimes they, uh, whatever they may talk about, and it's almost like they are our Moses. Go talk to God for me and bring back me the good news. And, and we don't want to go talk to God ourselves. We don't want to go up that mountain. It's too long of a hike. It's too much time. You know, Moses, he spent 40 days up on that mountain. I'm not sure how many days it took to get up. But he went up and came back down. He went up and came back down for the people. Very often we're expecting someone else to go up on our behalf to come back down and bring us the word. Because we don't want to talk to God ourselves. Relationship. You know, very often, um, especially as uh, children and, and for people that uh, relate to their parents or whatever it may be, we get this image of, of who God is by what our Father is, what our earthly Father is. And sometimes it gives a disgusting picture. And next time it's, we get a pleasant picture out of it for whoever it may be or wh however your Father treats you. And so here we see this, this part, and we know anyone who is born again and has had a very good experience with the Heavenly Father can relate and say, I know God loves me because he tells me. He cares for me because he shows it. And so here we have the same aspect of how earthly fathers need to relate to their children. And so it's, it's all about how God cares for us and the same we need to relate down to the people below us. God tells you he loves you every day. Do we tell the people below us we love them? Do we show we love them? Do we show care for them? Do we interact with them? Just like if I were to say, how much do you know about me? Some of you may not know me very well, but you know me by name and kind of who I am. But if you want to get to know me on a better, on a better scale, come talk to me. Don't go talking to someone that's known me for three years because they only, have, they only know me to this point and you get that second-hand information. You want to get to know God? It's very good if I can tell you all about God, all about all that I know about Him. 
But if you want that tight-knit relationship, go talk to God yourself. Have that one-on-one with Him. Open up the Word. You know, very often we come and, and we're like, God, speak to me. Speak to me. Read the Word. He'll speak. Very often we pursue a relationship but we want the other person to, to do all the work and we just want to stand back and just receive everything. God, come to me, but I don't want to go to you. And next, uh, next part, one point I see is how much time do we spend on the mountain to say? Not necessarily do we have to hike up a mountain to have a relationship with the Father, but just like Moses went up the mountain into the presence of God to speak with the people, the same we, we just need to take time on our own, get away a little bit. Get away, set, set that time aside. How much time do you spend with the Father? Husbands and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends, they'll relate to this much more. When you want to get to know your significant other more, do you hang out with everyone else and just kind of mingle in a crowd and find out who this person is? Or do you pull them aside and let's go on a date, let's go out for dinner, let's, uh, let's do something together. I want to get to know you. Exodus chapter uh, 34, verse uh, 35. I find this one rather significant, and it's uh, pretty, pretty deep. It's touching. Exodus 34, verse 35. It says there... Um, I'll start off at a couple of verses earlier. At, uh, start off at verse 32. It says, Afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them... A, commandments all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would, put the ve- he would take the veil off until he came out. And he would come out, speak w- to the children of Israel, whatever he had been commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went to speak with him. So this is when Moses, he would go into the, t- into, uh, the tabernacle and speak with God. He had such a relationship that the glory of the Lord settled on him. That his face radiated, it shone the glory of the Lord. So talk about having spent a lot of time with the Father. talking about being one with the Father. That's Moses, his face radiating with God's glory. 
another man that really stands out to me is, uh, let's uh, turn to Genesis chapter 5. And this one, it, it just, it kind of thrills me in a whole new way each time I, I read it. And it, it makes me think of where do I stand in a relationship with the Father at this uh, standpoint. Gal- uh, Genesis chapter 5, verse 22. Um, I'll start off at 21. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And all we know is that Enoch did not die. He was just taken up into heaven. Why? Because he walked with God. Some people we look up to. You know, um, many of us, uh, we look up to uh, some sort of mentor or um, some sort of pastor or someone we look up to because we respect them, right? We see these people. We look back into the Bible and they're like, man, that person was a man of God or she was a woman of God. They loved and served with all their heart. And I just look at Enoch and it's like, how did he relate so tightly with God that he just walked with him and God said, just come up with me. You don't, you don't deserve to be on this earth because we're just together all the time. Just, just come up. Um, another verse that uh, kind of stands out to me, and it's Second uh, Corinthians chapter eleven, verse two. And uh, I know this one, this verse here, it gets very, uh, it goes, it's pretty touchy. And it, I would say it's it's a very one-on-one with you and God. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse two, says, "For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may." present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. We know here that we are the bride. He will come to receive us. And I look at this and it's, it's a to look at it from kind of the earthly perspective we see this image of let's say you are about to be married and you find out your to-be wife has cheated you. You don't see her as perfect anymore, right? It, it, it breaks things down. And all of a sudden the whole picture is ruined. Right? You, you think you had the perfect wife. This is you one-on-one with God. And here we see that 
Paul is writing, I am a jealous, for I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband. You know, we are forgiven in Christ. Christ sees us as that perfect bride. When he, when he returns, he wants to see that perfect bride. No blemish, and that's who we can be. As Isaac spoke earlier this morning, we can be that perfect, faithful, righteous, knit together one-on-one with God. I see this as very interesting because very often as, as one person or myself, I found myself doing this. You know, you, you want to spend time with God. You want to go up that mountain. You want to take that hike and spend time with Him. And you're about halfway up to say, and all of a sudden someone's texting you or calling you and saying, hey, come on out and do this. And then you're looking down and through the fog, you're like, yes, I want to do this, but I, I want to talk to God. And very quickly, you're drawn away. And so you're quickly going back down the mountain and not spending time with the Father. How do we say no to the things of the world and all these things that sidetrack us from the Father and, and actually stay on that mountain and go up and do it? Have that one-on-one with the Father. It's almost like we're, we're two-sided. We're looking to the Father with the one eye, but the other one, it's, it's turning away. And, and we look to our, our friends, and it may not be bad hanging out with your friends and having fellowship. Yes, that's a good thing. But it's only good for so long if you're not having any relationship with the Father. So for me, as, as I was uh, preparing this, I just... I felt a little convicted on my own part of, you know, having that, that one-on-one relationship with the Father. How, how much do I relate and spend my time? You know, do I, do I wake up every morning and make God that first place? Do I make Him the first place at work? Do I make Him first place in all my doings? In all my actions? It's a real challenge in life. I'll admit to that. And knowing that when you have that one-on-one with the Father, He is like that earthly Father that comes to you and says, I love you, I care for you, I want the best for you. Please don't do this, but do this because this will turn out better in life than if you do this. You know, guiding you every step of the way. You know, that, that's what God desires. Taking you step by step through life.
And so my challenge is, is that we examine ourselves and see where we stand. Are we standing at the foot of the mountain and, and expecting someone else to bring the news of God to us or do we go up ourselves and speak with the Father and then share what we have to others? Let's, uh, let's close in prayer. Father, we come before you and Lord, we thank you for your word and Lord, I thank you how you have spoken to me. And Lord, I ask that you help me to put this into practice and Lord, if anyone else relates in any which way that, that they would desire to do the same. And Lord, that we wouldn't look up and, and call on Pastor Isaac to go up the mountain for us, but that we would go up as well on our own. That we would all have our own one-on-one relationship with you. Lord, that we wouldn't just know you by what other people say, but that we would know you because we have read your word and we have spoken with you and you have spoken with us. And Lord, that we would take your word and, and live it out wholeheartedly. That we would desire to do our best. And that when we see the people around us, that we would give them what you have given us. Which is relationship which means love, care, character, and the best in one's life. And Lord, I just thank you so much for what you are doing in my life. And Lord, I ask that you would lead and guide and everyone else that they would see the work that you are doing in their lives and that they would be accepting to it. And Father, I just pray, uh, pray for your blessing through the rest of this day that your word would stick with us and that we would read it on a daily basis and as we read it that we would see that you are speaking to us and that we would not just take it as another book but that we would take it as the living word and abide by it, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for what you are doing in our lives and Lord, I pray for your blessing of protection. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.